Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. There is an unusual art exhibit opening this weekend. It's called America's Mythic Time. But this isn't about the cowboys of the Old West or the glorious melting pot. The theme is, quote, mass incarceration and forms of opposition to it. And it's brought by the Luminary on Cherokee Street in collaboration with Arch City Defenders. They're the nonprofit law firm that's taken on policing for profit and is now seeking to close the city's workhouse jail. Now, James McAnally is the founder and executive director of The Luminary. Here's how he explained the appeal of this show and working with Arch City. It really is a kind of true collaboration of us bringing the artists in this kind of public engagement that The Luminary has a long history in, and then bringing Arch City Defenders, which has a public presence, but really so much of work is it's done in courtrooms. It's done away from maybe the public eye in that way. And so for us, it's really of a longstanding interest to connect our work and the work of artists with questions that impact our neighbors, questions that are important in our certainly um, questions around mass incarceration and debtors' prisons and things like the workhouse were really uh, an amazing place to start and, and to sort of tease out how artists can respond to these questions. That's James McAnally, and he's talking about the Luminaries' soon-to-open art show, America's Mythic Time. And joining us in studio to talk about it is Kevin McCoy. He's part of the artist duo known as Work Play, and he's one of the featured artists in America's Mythic Time. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined by Z Gorley, the communications director for Arch City Defenders. Z, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So what do we mean by America's Mythic Time? Well, I'm happy to share an interpretation of it, and and hopefully, you know, Kevin can can chime in here too. Um, so I think the idea be- behind um, Hortense Spiller's idea of of mythic time is that we as a society have progressed um, to a point of racial equity, and I think that she challenges that we we really haven't, and so these forms. Um, of racism and white supremacy that have played out since the um, inception of this country haunt us to this day very actively and painfully. And I think that, you know, the pieces in this show, as well as um, the way that they're connected to Arch City Defenders issues and, and what our clients survive on a daily basis are deeply linked to to that concept. So the myth is we think everything's all good. We've had a black president. Everything's been taken care of. We're not all good. Is that the idea? I would say so, yes. Correct, correct. And, you know, I have a a cousin that's currently in jail right now. He's been in jail for about seven years. And it makes it very real to you when you have a loved one that's affected by this system. I still to this day don't know what he's in there for. We've been actively communicating back and forth. And he told me a few things about um, working in the laundry facilities and how much he's paid versus how much they actually make per prisoner. Um, He completely shut down, so I think something has happened while he's been in prison, so it's been hard Mm -hmm. to communicate. But the purpose of me, uh, my wife making this work is to bring exposure from people that are in these situations. So these situations and this idea of the mythic time, how does that end up playing out in the work that you have in this show? Yeah, so Z and I have been communicating um, via email, and 
uh, they sent me some information from a lawsuit and I pulled actual documentation from that lawsuit so people can see for themselves that this system is designed to punish the poor. It costs to be poor. So you have bail that is set at an exorbitant rate that people cannot afford, therefore they stay in prison. And Z, so giving him actual um, excerpts from lawsuits, is this something that you see in, in other works in this show or is this something unique to uh, Kevin's work with Workplay? Yeah, great question. So, you know, Definitely been fortunate to be communicating, you know, with Kevin as his piece is, 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 you know, coming to fruition and really centering on this um, issue of bail. And um, there's another artist, you know, that we've been collaborating with, um, Jordan Weber. And so his piece, I don't want to give it all away, um, but if you um, check out Arch City or the Luminaries Instagrams, you'll see um, a sneak preview of what it looks like. Essentially, it's a a front stoop um, with a chrome mirror at the top that's going to read, close the work house and it will have um, it's it's meant to really represent that traditional St. Louis stoop you know that you have in springtime and summer people just outside talking and, and speaking and joking and whatnot and so um, the idea is that there will be resources like uh uh, examples of the closed workhouse report there as well as some of the uh, reading library materials um, from the uh, pop-up library booked that we're going to be having as well. Kevin, how unusual is it as an artist to actually be engaging with the text from a lawsuit? This seems like something that, that is not necessarily normally a part of your work. Well, this is this is not the first time pulling text from, uh, actually I worked with FBI documents as it pertained to the Black Panther Party mm. and sort of the illegal surveillance done by Hoover on, as he called them, black radicals. So it's really interesting to get actual documentation from a lawsuit to bring more exposure and to really have these people tell their stories um, in these documents. Now, James McAnally, uh, who we mentioned earlier, he's the executive director of the Luminary, and he stresses that this is not just about looking at art hanging in a gallery. Let's listen to what he told our producer, Lara Hamden, about that. I mean, within the show, there is the kind of exhibition itself. It's being extended. Um, Art City Defenders prepared uh, a really thoughtful library. Um, the people can and time in the space, reading through different materials. I think it's a show that you need to spend time with. So we're really interested in this interplay between um, kind of taking in the exhibition and experiencing um, just as artwork and as a starting point for dialogue, but then really there are opportunities for people to actually get involved in these issues and specific avenues for them to kind of connect with the organizing already happening in the city. And that's James McAnally of The Luminary. Um, He briefly mentioned some of the the things that you hope um, will come out of this or other facets of this that go beyond just looking at the the art in the gallery. But I want to go more in depth for people who might be interested in joining. Uh, Z, can you tell us about Booked? That's a reading library. Right. So um, the... the the books in the library um, were really selected by Arch City Defenders and namely our co-founder, Michael John Voss. And so you're going to have titles that talk about, um, you know, policing, Ferguson, mass incarceration, um, some books that, you know, are more historical um, in context. And, you know, what what we really hope is that, you know, people, first of all, come out to this exhibit and, and reception on Saturday evening. Um, and like James said, spend time, um, if they're not familiar or, or connected to these issues, that they really increase their awareness and ideally begin to participate locally. And we know that there are um, several opportunities to do that. And just to mention um, one of the the 
the upcoming things that will be part of the program programming for this exhibit is uh, close the workhouse's uh, monthly movement meeting. So there's actually one happening this evening, but um, the official uh, exhibit programming is going to encourage people to turn out to the March uh, movement meeting. The and first will Thursday. the meeting be there then in the gallery? or? Yeah, so it will be at the uh, Deaconess Center on Van Venner. Okay. So I like to chime in on that. So my cousin and I communicate via phone. And is he, he's in the workhouse, your cousin? Um, no, he's, he's in Bowling Green or something oh, okay. like that. And I had to make it very clear to him. Originally, when James met with us to be included in this show, I wanted actual handwritten letters from him personally because I think it's a more personal touch. And I had to make it very clear to him. And I said, listen, this is not about art. This is really me using your story to bring exposure to what you're dealing with while you're in jail. Mm -hmm. So, no, it is not about art. It is actually about the message and the people that are suffering from this systemic oppression. Um, and in addition to those events that Z mentioned, um, there's a screening of Wade Gardner's documentary film Marvin Booker was murdered. Uh, can either of you tell me a little bit about that film? Yeah, so um, I believe that film first showed at the um, St. Louis International Film Festival a couple of years ago. That's when I first saw it. Um, and so Marvin Booker was a homeless street preacher who was um, brutally killed um, by, uh, gen by, excuse me, by Denver jail guards um, oh. back in 2010. And so the um, feature-length documentary film really chronicles Marvin's life um, through the people who knew him and really were blessed by his presence, as well as um, the the reality of violence within this this system that's supposed to or is purported to serve and protect. Um, and so it chronicles the uh, civil lawsuit and as uh, organizing movement um, that took place to really um, put Marvin's story on the map. Um, and so we really hope to, you know, show that film and also have a Q&A conversation following that really ties in these themes and, and problems with the workhouse um, and the, the inhumanities that that jail represents here in St. Louis. Um, with, with some of the themes in the film. Kevin, as an artist whose uh, work is hanging in this show, mm -hmm. how involved do you, tend, do you intend to be with some of the more political aspects of what's going to go around, uh, around it? As much as I can, seriously. Um, and, and a matter of fact, Z and I have been communicating about doing some sort of campaign and, and using my design background to bring even more you know, facts and figures so people understand some of the numbers. And so I don't think this is going to stop here. I think it's going to inspire us to keep pushing forward and working collaboratively together. So, Z, one more qu oh, Sorry. Oh, yeah. And just to add to that, you know, one of our hopes is that, you know, that there can be, you know, opportunities for collaboration, you know, just like Kevin mentioned, that organically come from this. And so, you know, hoping that people get engaged with, you know, these pieces. You know, I uh, read this quote somewhere that was like, you know, you can see a piece of art for one minute and it impacts you for your entire life, you know. And so, just really having those meaningful, visceral experiences, I think, is possible not only when, when people will, will go to this um, exhibit, but long after. Um, and so, you know, we're definitely very hopeful about what can come about because of this. So the show is America's Mythic Time, and that's at the Luminary on Cherokee Street. If people want more details about any of these specific programs that we've talked about, is the best place to go the Luminary's website or Arch Cities? Yeah, probably the Luminary's website. And I know on Facebook, um, there is a Facebook event that we have been um, centering a lot of the information. So look so. for America's Mythic Time on Facebook. Exactly. Well, Z Gorley, Communications Director for Arch City Defenders, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. And Kevin McCoy of Workplay, thank you for being here. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.